This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Fahad Sayedi, CEO at App Guardians. Fahad, welcome back to the Business of Apps podcast. Hey, Ara. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure okay, to be great. here. Great. Thank you for coming back. So uh, let me quickly set the stage for this conversation. So I'm sure all of you have been using uh, ChatGPT for a while. You may know that this is uh, one of the examples of generative AI and AI technology uh, as, the, as it stands of right now, the cutting edge. Um, I'm sure you've been using for lots of things in your life, um, for work, for leisure, just out of curiosity, fooling around, <laughs> trying to make money using generative AI and using it for your work and be serious about it. So in this episode, we wanna tackle the question of how AI can help to streamline your mobile marketing operations. So uh, let's start with this. So Fahad, we had you in the show back in 2021. Uh, for people who did not listen to that episode, let's talk about you first. Uh, please tell us about yourself and your background in tech. Yeah, or thanks, thanks for that. Um, I think I'm celebrating a decade in mobile this year. Um, I started my career in mobile back in 2000 and um, I think it was 13 where I joined the mobile game publishing company where we were globalizing and scaling games. Um, it was very interesting. Back then, things were much, much different 10 years ago than now. And um, I mean, in the past, I've launched App Growth Network LTD in 2018, which I've been operating for uh, five and a half years and rebranded to App Guardians last year. Um, to date, I've worked on 200 mobile projects um, from different stages, from launch to scale to full stack lifecycle marketing. Gotcha. Okay, it's it's been 10 years in the business. That's the anniversary, the big round number. Let's talk about App Guardians. Uh, how's it been going so far? Uh, let's talk about your company. Things are good. Obviously, we have also uh, pivoted and you know adapted with what the technology kind of like uh, evolution is around us with AI usage of AI, um, the industry, the ups and downs in industry, how everybody else feels with this economy. Um, the the main reason that we rebranded this art was we wanted to have a unique brand to ourselves. Um, everybody uses app growth, something, app growth idea, app growth strategy, mm -hmm. app growth, you know, events. And, you know, we wanted to have app guardians to be unique to us. And I think it is, it, it's been good that way that it can, can people recognize like as a, as a unique separate entity and things are good. You know, we've gone through ups and downs of our own journey, but I think, um, just finding some level of inner peace doing the, the, through the process, which is good. Great. Yeah. App Guardians has a nice vibe. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, 
Okay, uh, before we're going to tackle the topic on the table, I want to hear your general impression, your thoughts on generative AI and AI in general. What do you think? Um, like, what are your thoughts about this tech? I think the um, uh, we have to be sincere and honest and truthful that almost everybody is using it in some level in their in their lives like you know i mean um from employees to prospects to clients to to stakeholders so how we how, if it is used the right way it is a very very strong tool and what you can do with it obviously you can like what we probably used to do with 25 people we could do with like 10 people do almost the same thing like not almost the same thing but like the right way obviously you still need people you still need human beings to make critical decisions to manage projects to be human but i think the right usage of it in the entire app marketing lifecycle kind of ecosystem is very strong yeah i I think um, like, you know, there's this debate, uh, two sides, um, basically one camp is um, afraid of AI as a tech. Uh, the, the other camp, which I think I, I belong to that says, guys, do not be afraid of AI as a technology, be quote unquote afraid or be mindful of people who can actually use this tech. Because at the end of the day, it's always about uh, how this technology can be used at your work. Because as good as it is, uh, it does not replace the entire workflow on itself. It's just not possible. It always comes down uh, um, the processes of your business and how this technology can be plugged in. But it's not like you're turning on uh, chat GPT and uh, the next moment you're sitting alone in the office and just you and your computer, every, every other person in the office is gone. No, um, this is the way better tool than we ever previously had, uh, like, you know, spreadsheets, calculator and stuff. Anything that was meant to automate our work is the next big step. But still, this is a tool we're, we're using. So speaking of using uh, this as a tool, um, I think... AI and generative AI in general can be helpful for mobile uh, marketers in these five uh, domains, personalization, lead scoring, dealing with mobile fraud, performance, and reporting. So let's start with personalization because obviously um, nobody believes that uh, communicating to your audience like they're not living, breathing human beings with their unique needs. It's a good idea. So you want to personalize your messaging. What do you think AI can help to achieve that goal, to personalize, to, to be, to step up the effort? Well, you know, you can analyze customer data and behavior. You can predict their needs and preferences. You can tailor messages to specific interests, you know, like, with AI, you can do many, many things. Like our world is all about A-B testing, you know? Yeah. I, I can automate the creation of different variants, the variation of messages. You can analyze what, what worked, what didn't work. You can gain insight to improve future campaigns. Generation AI can 
basically speed up your AV testing. Um, think about real-time optimization, you know, message of availability, volume, delivery rate. It all can be monitored um, across different carriers using data. An AI system can then predict the optimal routing path according to factors such as message type and destination. So mm -hmm. we think about like many, many, many applications of it um, the, in terms of personalization. You could incorporate chatbots to your customer service in a way to anything in the workflow so that it can, you, you train it and it can act really close to human, like to what patterns are and you just solve some repetitive workflow in terms of personalization that they are. Yeah, de definitely. Um, this is the next big step on the trajectory for an app marketer to be more efficient with um, staying on the personalization when the scale of your audience is getting bigger and you still want to be relevant to all these people you're communicating with. And um, there's only like as much as you can do as a human being, uh, being able to process so much information so fast. And this is for you to uh, step up on, in the, on this journey and be more efficient. And um, ultimately, like moving to this goal, knowing exactly what the audience wants today, tomorrow, next week, like uh, adjust the level of customization all the time on your uh, on the um, the long run of communication with your audience. Now, um, next on my list is lead scoring. So I think we can all relate to this moment when at the end of the day, you check out your to-do list for today and you see, boy, it doesn't look good. <laughs> a lot of items are not crossed out because you spend your time not wisely. So I think we need better tools to help focus our efforts on the tasks that matter, on what's important. And lead scoring is one of those tasks. We want to focus our efforts on leads in our campaigns that do produce results. We're we're aiming for and um, obviously mobile marketers need help with identifying leads that are more important to be focused on so what are your thoughts that ai uh, on ai's potential for this task when i i mean in, in our mobile marketers i mean sometimes they're looking in, in terms of leads yeah i mean for them it's literally like the install and post install and you know similar concepts AI is very strong, very, very strong in finding adjacent. And, and by adjacent is what is next? What should I do next? How do I, you know, and, and that is like, you know, when you feed it and it comes up and you ask the right questions, you know, it's, it can be very, very strong. Um, part of it, like throughout this whole like process is the outreach. So through like in your outreach process, you can um, contact search tools, help collect lead information, very efficient. You can analyze data to identify accurate and qualified leads for like a smooth prospecting. Um, AI improves lead engagement by targeting prospects 
so to like figure out what worked what didn't work and basically like set some kpis and reverse engineer and work backwards from there um higher quality interaction increased conversion you know um so overall i think the most important part of like lead, lead scoring is i've tried different channels whether it's facebook TikTok, apple google um, we use attribution platform all of us in industry so in a way attribution platforms are giving us some benchmark data i'm trying to translate basically everything in the lead scoring world to our, our role of mobile market and user acquisition mm -hmm. people right but then I'm stuck at the benchmark level. That is the most important part where AI comes in. Like we get some some data from App Store Connect for what, what the benchmark might be or play console or third-party analytic platforms art. But when it comes to, is it is it aligned with other people? Now the data, some of these like chat GPT, they're, the data is backed only up to 2021. So it's a bit of a limitation with how fast mm -hmm. the industry is moving and sometimes the information may not be available there. But I think as people are training it, there's going to be more accuracy of what's working, what's not working. And I can feed from where I'm getting my leads or prospects or, or installs to the best channel and then actually finding audiences. It is a very strong part of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just uh, listening recently Mark Zuckerberg interview where he uh, was talking about the Llama 2 model that essentially the corporate solution for enterprise to process the information um, like with more security, uh, the data pool information will be limited to well, basically one company, it's more secure. It's not available for everybody on the internet, like ChatGPT general use tool. And um, this is just one example of uh, the trajectory of uh, the trajectory for AI to be the tool for business that is uh, more cutter to the business needs. And um, definitely, well, we're not reaching the peak of this technology yet. It's very promising as it stands right now, but it's the quite fast moving field and just uh, so stay and um, be um, be very, um, I, th I, th I think it's a good moment to be very optimistic about AI uh, promise for uh, um, lead scoring like a general topic or like you were just saying uh, KPIs for uh, marketing campaigns in particular. Next thing on my list is mobile fraud. Um, the numbers are pretty staggering. Uh, last year, we uh, ended up with like 81 billion of losses because of mobile fraud. And chances are we may uh, end this year with like 100 billion of losses. So um, a lot of has been said, uh, tools, platforms to combat tactics, um, but it's obviously not going away. It's the, like the never-ending battle. What are your thoughts on AI potential to help us with this pandemic? Well, anomaly detection has been out there forever. You know, like 
I'm in the industry for over over 10 years. And I remember one of my first trips to Seattle when I talked to some of the uh, mobile fraud detection tools long, long time ago. So basically how these tools operate is they figure out like, you know, different IPs or like, you know, like um, a lot of key, like injections in downloads mm -hmm. and they attribute it to session lengths and many, many ways of figuring out and we we deal with the same thing in Google, even UAC or where you see an anomaly or like you know a bunch of like install that comes in that even Google attributes to fraud and there. So it's not necessarily like a term for third-party DSPs and ad networks to the fraud, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, addressing it is critical for our industry. We know the mobile industry can become sometimes um it is hard with the tracking these days with all the whole SKR network and um we all know that in the past couple of years um we've been suffering as a result of like this but i think the third party fraud det detention tools are all like you know they are all adopting advanced ai machine learning for real time monitoring i think collaboration among the industry stakeholders such as ad network advertisers to you know, make it, make it at the end of the day more, because apps need to have proper, like healthy ROAS. If they don't make it, they're going to stop advertising. The ad networks will be out of business. So there is, there is a role of everybody complying with the right tools, right? And I think it's, it's a huge kind of role for like, um fraud monitoring to tools to an uh, attribution platforms a lot of them have their um uh, fraud monitoring and they're probably baking that to it um you know investments in combating mobile ad fraud essential protocols um and you know i think that is that is that is significant yeah absolutely um mobile fraud like it's the latest uh, incarnation of a fraud in any business ever existed on this planet. It's just because the nature of mobile advertising allows to fraud be so efficient in terms of how money uh, being generated for fraudsters. It's a big challenge, but again, we're again, we are in a position to use the same programmatic tools to combat this problem. And the, uh, I think AI is a big step in this direction. It's a build, it's a big tool in a toolbox to address this problem. And um, I think it remains to be seen within the next couple of years, we will see the mobile fraud numbers have just um, provided uh, going down or not, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now, moving on then the next item on my list is the mobile ad campaign performance. So every, Mobile marketer wants this matter to go up, performance to be better and better. Um, so what are your thoughts on AI potential to uh, help with this task? Well, again, talking about ad campaign performance, like a campaign is part of it is audience, creative and messaging. And I think with creative AI tools like Midjourney or a lot of them out there, we are seeing clients or even the team is using different. I've seen 
Um, I was in MAU in Vegas a couple of months ago. The rise of tools that they can make millions of variations, voiceovers, especially for casual games. Um, the rise of ability to just, you know, I mean, you can tell this is not like a highly kind of like thought graph kind of video, but hey, if it performs, who cares? Yeah. It's casual. It's a casual game, really. You know what I mean? Why not? Why, why not? If they can put 25 languages and voiceover and it gets the same return on ad spend, why should people spend more for... I mean, it's not like a movie trail trailer style they put in the cinema. It is, you know, something done on Facebook, a banner or something that people see in Tissot. And then the messaging, you can actually try like, you know, we're trying a hundred different messages at the same time. Push notifications. You think about it, like how you can reuse seasonality, come up with different versions for Christmas, you know. I mean, I'm very transparent with my clients that the team is using it. But it's really what you can, what the people like, people are your higher agencies for their expertise. You cannot replace that. You cannot replace um, judgment on like, here is where we scale it from $1,000 a day to $10,000 a day. So these are the decisions that AI yet not to know exactly for all scenarios, but I think it's very strong to basically, and, and that's my message for every junior marketer out there, um, you know, get on with it, be an AI expert, like, you know, be a good kind of like, I know how, what kind of prompts you can actually give to it, how to use it, how to edit it, how to format it, and how to um, go get to, like, you know, help the senior managers with kind of now, coming up with good decisions based on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, Fad. Um, even though generative AI tools can create creatives, graphics, text faster, uh, be more innovative because they, they're pulling so much of data uh, to come up with these results. At the end of the day, all these graphics, texts are producing for people to interact with. So only you as a human being can assess the result uh, in terms of its potential for other human beings to look at. AI cannot have that perspective. Uh, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a consciousness right now, as far as I know. So it only can produce the results for you to judge. So yeah, um, let's move to the final point on my list, which is reporting. Every a marketing campaign has this final document, um, the report you're uh, passing to your client. It's important. This is the final stage of a marketing campaign, um, but it takes some effort to pull numbers together to make it um, uh, comprehensive and uh, digestible and cool. And what are your thoughts on the generative AI capacity to a capability to create uh, a report. Uh, have you guys tried to compose the marketing campaign report yourself in your team? Yes, we have. So, I mean, think about power of Zapier where you can actually like, you know, integrate different kind of like platforms with each other. Um, I think yet you need insights by experts and senior marketers. And that is those only senior marketers where we always 
hear from clients, I don't want data, I can get it myself, give me insights. So give me insights, what does that mean? Yes, AI can help you with, build, bring, build me a table, expand on my table, give them commands, right? Um, <laughs> what does this number mean compared to the other? So give me the very raw data analysis, which I think can be very powerful there. That saves a lot of time from an analyst time. Yet you need to know why it happened. Again, anomalies we're looking for, everybody's looking for, because what is marketing? Really marketing is A-B testing of every single hypothesis that you can come up with out there. And it's a very art and science way of like, you know, winning hypothesis over the others. You don't reinvent the wheels and apps that they are well-oiled machine and they are the top kind of like 20 in their genre are the ones that they have won those hypotheses, proved a bunch of them wrong. They have built like, so it's how quickly can you detect anomalies in a good way or the other way around and not repeat mistakes. And I think, yes, while you we use this for some level of reporting, I encourage my team sometimes to actually come up with less lights but actually focus more on insights and meaningful things. Sometimes I've seen recently two to three slides with very, very key points for some people versus sometimes we used to have 30, 40 slides and an exhausting one and a half hour meeting every two weeks to, you know, everybody's yawning on the call. And, you know, I think, I think straight to the point, we send the reports earlier on. Usually we don't want to kind of under meeting to go over every single slide. The client looks at it. Now let's talk about action plans and in, in like insights on a call to, that we have every other week. And I think that really is helpful. Art. Yeah, I think it's a very good example of a combination. Which part of the work uh, should be dedicated to machine? Which part of the work is still on us? So communication with the client uh, between two human beings cannot be replaced by machine. We're not at the point where the client is machine as well, and we're just letting the machines to talk to each other. We need to be, um, there's no way you can just pass on the report and that's done. Um, everything requires explanation and only part of your team can do that. But Change of AI is a great tool to pull everything together and have it ready and save your time. Okay, we reached the final point of my list. And before I let you go, this very, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? You can. Uh, I think my name is so unique with so many vowel sounds. So there's not a million forward IDs on LinkedIn. So my, my name is there. You can actually find me on LinkedIn. Forward at appguardians.com. That is also my email. So I, I, I would love to hear some feedback on how the community is using different tools, how are they adapting, adapting and uh, I'm all for it, exchanging sites and ideas. Terrific. Thank you, Farad. Thank you for coming on the yeah. show and spending time with us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. Bye. And that was Farad Saidi, CEO at AppGuardians. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. 
And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.